You're listening to Pondering the Bible, a deeper dive into the books of the Bible. Greetings and welcome to Pondering the Bible. I'm your co-host, Ken Corkins. And with me, as always, is my longtime friend and pastor, Rocky Ellison. Hello. This is Season 8, Episode 8. And as always, we pray that we're sponsored by the Holy Spirit. Amen. This time, we have a repeat offender. I mean, a repeat special guest. (laughs) (laughs) Katie Bristow is with us. Say hi. I'm present and accounted for. Outstanding. So... The reason Katie is here, Rocky, is because? Because I'm about to head off to a three-day conference with the Global Methodist Church that will conclude with my ordination as a deacon in the, in the GMC. And so I had no time to prepare a sermon this week. And we have seven certified lay speakers in our church, uh, people who've gone through a variety of training and are uh, certified by the Methodist Church to preach and lead a worship service. And uh, Katie has grown up in this church, been a member for 30 years now. Yes. And, uh, to clarify, I'm a lot older than 30. But... <laughs> no, now she's not that old. But I've been but Just barely, yes. just barely. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I attended some of those classes with Katie. <laughs> Did all of her certification and training as a member of this church. And just look at the draw, this absence, it's her turn to fill the pulpit and preach. Outstanding. So, Katie, what are we going to cover this week? This week is going to be all about angels. Angels. Very interesting. That's an easy topic, right? <laughs> you would think. You would think, yeah. I mean, cute, cuddly, couple of wings, little babies. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The cherubim, yeah. So yeah. much, uh, actually. All right. So, how do we want to jump into this topic? How about we start off with me reading the, the scripture that we'll be reading on Sunday. Okay. And that's going to be out of? It is out of Judges, chapter 13, verses 1 through 7, and I'm reading from the NIV version. Okay. This is all about the birth of Samson, or at least the foretelling of the birth of Samson. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, so the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. A certain man of Zorah named Manoah from the clan of the Danites had a wife who was sterile and remained childless. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are sterile and childless, but you are going to conceive and have a son. Now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink and that you do not eat anything unclean because you will conceive and give birth to a son. No razor may be used on his head, because the boy is to be of a Nazarite, set apart to God from birth, and he will begin the deliverance of Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Then the woman went to her husband and told him, A man of God came to me. He looked like an angel of God, very awesome. I didn't ask him where he came from, and he didn't tell me his name. But he said to me, You will conceive and give birth to a son. Now then, drink no wine or other fermented drink, and do not eat anything unclean, because the boy will be a Nazarite of God from birth until the day of his death. Amen. Amen. All right. So, I was reading out of the NLT, and it's it's very close. Very similar. It's very similar, just different word choices as usual. (laughs) Okay. So, in this story, we have at least the woman reports that she thinks he's an angel. What is that? I mean, how does that lead into what we want to talk about? Yeah. So in 
we all have our concepts of angels, usually through pop culture. Hollywood. Right? Yes. So many movies, whether it's about end times, Netflix series, all that kind of stuff that makes you or gives you conceptions of what angels look like. But does that really track with what's in the Bible? So in, in reading through and, and trying to determine how close is Hollywood, again, not so much. We see a couple different types of angels in the Bible. We see cherubim, seraphim, and archangels. And most people, when you think of cherubim, you think, again, the cuddly little angel, you know, two wings, baby, Cupid almost. Right. You know, a lot of people would, would equate Cupid as a, a cherubim. Not in reality. Hmm. And then with this particular instance, again, she thinks he's an angel, but no wings. So how does she know? Do we always know when we're meeting an angel? No. Right. <laughs> again, stories in the Bible many, many times, and even in Hebrews then, talk, talk to everybody, be nice to everybody, because you don't know when it's going to be an angel. That's true. Now, a lot of the times that we've seen when an angel appears, it's usually frightening, right? They're yes. blastingly white, and it makes people tremble and fall to the ground and just kind of be scared. That's pretty much the normal yeah. uh, reaction to seeing an angel, at least in the lot, a lot of the new, a lot of the stories in the Bible. In this case, she didn't do it that way, or at least she didn't report it. It maybe it happened. She just didn't report that part. But exactly, the only thing I can think of because you're right. Majority of the time. We know it's an angel when the first words out of their mouth is, do not be afraid. Right. <laughs> so not in this, in this circumstance, but there's also other Old Testament stories about like Abraham, when, when God came to visit him and he had two men, two angels with him, Abraham wasn't afraid. True. He didn't know they were angels. He just thought they looked like men. So maybe that's more of what's going on here. And it's more the message that made her think it was an angel. Possibly. Absolutely. Hard to tell. There's nothing yeah. that indicates why she thought it was an angel. Agreed. So you've told us what cherubim are not. How about you walk us through what varieties of angels are? Yes. Okay. So cherubim, when you look it up, you're either going to find, again, the, the little cute cuddly babies, or you're going to find images of beings that have four different faces, an ox, a lion, a human, and a, an eagle was the last one. And then four, four wings and, and that kind of stuff. That's, that conflicts with other descriptions of cherubim in the Bible. Like if you're talking about the Ark of the Covenant, the description that God gives Moses is something that looks similar to a man, two wings, you know, human hands. So we've, we've got a little bit of discrepancy in the Bible around what cherubim look like, although Ezekiel's description of cherubim, it, that's more like the revelation, more the living being, living creatures right. version. So I tend to think maybe he just got excited and didn't use the wrong word. Not sure, but there's that that brand or type of, of angel. You have seraphim, which are more the bright, glowing ones that you're, you're hearing. Their, their name actually means burning ones. They actually have six sets of wings. Again, look like a man, six, six wings, three sets. One set covers their eyes, one set covers their feet, and with the other two, they fly, which makes sense. We think, why have wings if you're not going to use them? So, <laughs> so that's what they've got. And then the archangels always portrayed with wings, but nowhere could I find in the Bible that they actually say that they have wings. So a little uncertain with that one on, on whether or not they have wings. As far as the description of them, 
we're given a description of of Gabriel that says when Daniel's Daniel meets Gabriel, uh, who is an archangel, and we've got a, a few different reasons why why we believe he's an archangel. And the description is Daniel thought he looked like a man. Hmm. So again, similar somewhat to to what Manoah's wife sees, similar to what Abraham sees, but an archangel from from that perspective. So. Maybe archangels are so powerful they don't have to be bright. You just know it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. And I, I, to my knowledge, I've never met an angel. But as we've said in the book of Hebrews, you might have and you just didn't know it. Exactly. So you got to be careful. Yes. So like Rocky says, be nice to people. Yes. Because it might be an angel. You got to add that to your little slogan there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Love God and be nice to people and maybe angels too. Yeah. Or just because <laughs> or it could not be just an be angel. nice to people because it could be an angel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll ask this one. Are there any instances of angels being women in the Bible? I think there's some portrayals in in modern pop, right, culture, pop culture, but that doesn't count. Not that we see. I've never, I can't recall one. How about you? Not familiar with an example. No. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Just a, just a thought popped in my head. How do most people know that they're talking to an angel. I mean, sometimes it's the frightening, oh my gosh, don't be afraid, fall down on my face. And other times, like you said, just kind of, you're just talking to somebody and then we find out later that that's actually an angel. Is there any kind of rule that we found about how angels appear and confront us or, or what's the word I'm looking for? Approach us and talk to us? Not that I've found. I wish. That would make it so much easier right. to know and, and be like, all right, check that box. Right. Trumpets um. in the air yeah. <laughs> exactly. and big clouds of smoke and here comes an angel. <laughs> I think the only time you're going to know is if it is that type of angel and if they are intended to reveal themselves as an angel to you. True. Um, I, I think any other is just going to be pure speculation on our part of was that an angel or not? Yeah. I mean, we have lots of over the years, lots of people have claimed to have spoken to angels. We have, you know, they're not biblically recorded. And they, these episodes could be true. We have really no way of knowing that, you know, Aunt Sarah <laughs> in 100 years ago spoke with an angel because she claims it. Could be true. Yes. We have no way of really knowing. Exactly. Magic. No reason to doubt. <laughs> not magic. God. Agreed. <laughs> corrected. I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I stand corrected. Not always, though. Sometimes Aunt Sarah was a little. <laughs> okay. So angels are, they are created. They are not birthed like us. And so they're a, a completely different entity. Do they have free will like we do? They have to because Satan was an angel, or I guess is an angel, but he is one who chose to rebel. Mm -hmm. And actually we find in Revelation that a third of the angels went with him, which means, in my mind, means every angel has the choice, has free will, because some some did, some chose to leave God. Interesting. Okay. I get asked a thousand times, if your God wants us to know him and love him, why doesn't he just show himself to us and then the whole world would worship God? Angels see God and talk to God, and a third of them still chose 
to rebel. So I don't think that's a valid concept. That's one of the examples I use when I tell people, nope, even if God were face to face with you, you would still find an excuse not to worship. It's happened. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Recorded in the Bible even. Okay. (laughs) What, what do we know about angels? We know, like you said, that they were created and they they live in the heavenly realm, for lack of a better word. And we know now that we believe they have free will. What else do they do? Do we know anything about their existence in heaven? I mean, there's some that are just sitting. Well, I don't know if they're sitting, but they're around God, praising him all day long. Yes. Right? And so that's a job. Yeah. What other activities do we think or do we know that angels might have? Sure. So their whole purpose is to serve God. And angel actually means messenger. So we okay. find a lot of instances where it's it's the angels delivering the messages, whether it's to, to Mary or to Zechariah or to, to Daniel or whomever. They are the ones bringing the message from God, again, to be that, that messenger, but also that barrier since we cannot interact with God face to face. Okay. We also see instances where they are warriors. In Revelation and in Daniel, Michael is described as a, a chief prince in battle with Satan. So he has to have some element of his job that requires fighting. We also see them as guardians. In Genesis, when after Adam and Eve are kicked out, God puts cherubim at the gate to guard from anybody going back in, and they've got swords. Therefore, they must, they must need the sword at some point to fight somebody or something. Therefore, they would be guardians. Don't we see in the, in the Gospel of Luke when the shepherds are informed that all of a sudden the heavens opened up and they see this heavenly army, if you will? I always assume they're angels. Most likely they are, but there could be other entities in heaven that, you know, maybe soldier entities. I don't know. But that's what I always think of is you see thousands, literally thousands of angels. They suddenly are visible. Yeah to us, to those, at least to those folks, at least to those folks. But I think of those as, like you said, the warrior class of angel. Could be. They're always referred to as the heavenly host. Right. So however much you think is in a host. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever Very that word means for you. Generic term, right? <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But yes, and, and in my mind, because the sky is so bright in, in that type of a description, I think those are seraphim. Hmm, interesting. Nothing definitive, nothing in the no. Bible that says that. That's my personal trying to put two and two together. What do I think? Okay. So if they've got free will, do they fall in love and get married? Well, no. <laughs> One, we have no indication that there's any female angels. True. And two, Jesus very specifically says there's a, a, a situation in the Bible where Sadducees are interrogating Jesus about you know, trying to trip him up. Mm-hmm. And the example that they are, or the scenario that I guess that they're trying to trip him up with says, a woman's married. She has no kids. So then she, he dies. She marries his brother, as per the custom. No kids. He dies, marries the brother, et cetera, et cetera. And who is she married to in heaven? And right. Jesus comes back and says, there is no marriage in heaven. You're right. going to be like the angels. So therefore we know yeah. angels do not get married. Because there's no marriage in heaven. Correct. And that's always one of my favorite stories because I think about you. We're all three here married and we've been married for a long time. And I love my wife. Not beyond, to each other. No, no, excuse me. 
That is not what I meant at all. We've all been in marriages. How's that? For many years. I better edit that out. Huh? Maybe we'll leave it in and say, what a dork can is. What a dork. <laughs> or how sarcastic Katie is. Hey, anything at all. This is a podcast. But we've all been in marriages for many years. And to think about how much I love my wife, and I assume you love your husband and your wife, that's how we will love everybody in heaven. And that, to me, is inspiring as all get out. It is. So I've always liked that story. Yep. <laughs> Jackie and I have already put in reservations for adjoining rooms. Won't be married, but we'd like to be next-door neighbors. <laughs> Interesting. Can you do that? <laughs> How do you how do you request that? I ask for it <laughs> oh, <nightly. okay. laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Prayer works. We've Reach seen out it. to the concierge, the heavenly concierge. Huh? That's it. That's Good afternoon, concierge. <laughs> Slip the guy at twenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're we're fading fast. We better get back to back to the topic at hand. <laughs> okay. Here's an interesting one. Are angels like God omnipotent? Are they everywhere all the time? So omnipotent is more the, the all-powerful, and they're not. I'm uh, thinking omnipresent, is, you're right. Yeah, so not all-powerful, we, we know that. And then omnipresent, can they be everywhere at the same time? And the answer is no. We know this, again, specifically from Scripture. In Daniel, There, there's a situation where Daniel's having a vision, talking to an angel, and the angel says, yeah, I've been trying to get to you for three weeks. Therefore, he cannot have been both fighting where he was and with Daniel at the same time. They have to travel. They're, that must take time. So they are not omnipresent. Okay. Very interesting. And same kind of thing occurs in Revelation where he's talking to different various uh, angels and is releasing different area, uh, angels during the unfolding, if you will, of the end times in Revelation. So yes. Interesting. Okay. Do angels get angry? Are they happy? Do they laugh? Do they feel emotion? Yeah. So I think sometimes we tend to think of them either as robots, completely right. emotionless, or as unconditionally happy. I mean, they're serving God. How could they not be happy? And we do see a few instances in the Bible that explain or that give us insight into, yes, they do feel emotion. In, in Job, so Job is the one who... God picked on. Let let Satan pick on jo on Job, and, and make his life just absolutely miserable, to prove to Satan that Job would still love God. Mm -hmm. And Job gets to a breaking point, and he starts complaining. And God comes back to him with just a total set down. Starts asking a bunch of rhetorical questions, which I never want to have happen to no me. Joke. <laughs> and in one of those, he's saying, "You know, were you were you there when the angels rejoiced when I put the cornerstone in place?" So if the angels rejoiced, they must be able to feel joy and happiness. Agreed. And then also in Revelation, it's talking about Satan and how angry and just absolutely furious he is because he knows his time is short. So it cannot just be the joy. They have to also be able to feel fury. Two sides of the coin, yeah. Which makes me think they should also be able to feel sadness. Like maybe they can feel empathy with us and... Think about it, too. If there are people, if there are angels here that appear to us as humans, it seems like it would be a dead giveaway if they weren't able to feel emotion. So possibly they can feel every emotion that we can. That would seem reasonable. Seems reasonable. Yeah. He made it sound like a reasonable request. And I think I, I, I have a pretty good 
guess for this one, but do angels age? They do not. So going back to what we said earlier, they are created. Mm-hmm. They they do not marry, so they they don't enter into those types of relations and have children, which makes sense because the aging process really came about when Adam and Eve committed the original sin. Right. They didn't age until that happened and they got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Well, that's for the human race, not for the race of angels. So they are not subject to aging. Only humans are. Makes sense to me. Yeah, because they're created. Yeah. And we do angels die coming out of the blue? Have we, I don't think we have any examples of the end of an angel. We don't have a, you know, a complete list of every angel in heaven, but is it possible for them to cease to exist? I don't know because I know they have battles. Yeah, how do you and know if you won? human <laughs> concept of battles. Right. Loser is the dead guy. Well, yeah. there's always some casualties of war, right. so I, I don't know. That was just popped in my head. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no. Great nowhere. question. <laughs> Not prepared, Ken. I know. Goodness. Okay, so we've come at you from a bunch of different directions yeah. <laughs> tonight. Who do you work for? Where's the bomb? <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to say about angels that we didn't get around to asking you? I... I guess the final comment is probably just do not worship angels. That is not their purpose. And I think that's part of why there are so many unknowns for us is they're not the focus. At least they should not be the focus. I I know throughout history, there have been those who tried to to do angel worship. And and even in Revelation, we see where John falls down before an angel that's giving him some some words to write down and the angel's like no right don't do that stop that stop that exactly so that leaves a lot of gaps for us a lot of room for interpretation but i think there's a purpose behind that is we're not supposed to know it it shouldn't matter to us what they look like it shouldn't matter to us whether or not they age it's interesting but not the not the intent of why we're here agreed we don't know that god doesn't age so why should his creations age? Yeah. Like you said, when he cr- originally created humans, we didn't age until yep. we blew it. So there's no reason why God couldn't create an everlasting being in an angel. Yes. Okay. Any other thoughts? That's all I've got. Any other thoughts? Man, more than any other sermon, this one I feel like I've pulled from almost every book of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes topicals, like, I'll just do a topical study, and then you... I thought it would be like, so easy. Oh, my gosh, there's so much. I did the same thing with prophets. Yeah, I yeah. overwhelmed myself quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so I can understand. All right, so have you given a sermon title yet? Uh, you know me. My mind is a raging torrent flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. It's called Angels. (laughs) Thank you, Captain Obvious. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So if you'd like to listen to the sermon that Katie delivers, it'll be at our website at www.pondergmc.org. At the top is a menu called Ministries. Click that, go down to Sermons, and look for the sermon Angels. And this will have been delivered on August 6th. 2023. And just as an aside, last week we did not get a sermon recorded because we had internet issues. So my apologies for that. Rocky, where are we going next week? Uh, We'll be starting into chapter three of Ephesians. Okay. Katie, thank you very much for joining us. We really enjoyed it. Thank you. You did a great job this time. Not last time or the time before. No comment. No comment. All right, and to finish all this off, I've got a really, really bad dad joke for you. 
My hotel tried to charge me extra for air conditioning. It was not cool. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we're going to close this episode. This is Ken Corkins, Katie Bristow, and Rocky Ellison reminding you to love God and be nice to people. And angels. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us at www.pondergmc.org. There, you can watch our live stream services, listen to replays of Rocky's sermons, and find other interesting information about us. This has been Pondering the Bible. <laughs>